0: Did you like the ramen we had today for lunch? I thought it was good. I thought it was really filling. I think we probably didn't need the sides and the extras, but uh, otherwise, that, I think the ramen was mean.
1: I think only because you had quite a big portion. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I had a
0: lot of chicken with mine. I had a lot yeah. of katsu chicken. I uh, yeah, I'm not gonna complain at it though. For what we paid, I think that was a pretty good meal. I think it was really good. I'll oh, go yeah. back it there. Was,
1: it, was worth, it was worth the trip. I mean, it's not much of a trip from here. but nah, anyway. not from where we live. Work. Anyway, we do love food here um, at Finex. You know, we do like to go out on the Friday sometimes.
0: <laughs> you make it sound like we're yeah. these big rotund guys that have to roll out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're
1: going to make our Fridays, you know, somewhat bearable. Somewhat. Um, but speaking of food, Keelan, first of all, welcome to another episode of Keeping Your House Warm, where we talk about, you know, the goings-on in uh, New Zealand's uh, property market and sometimes not about property, but related to things that we're interested in um, in hopes that you'd find it funny and hopefully you haven't really heard about it in the mainstream media. And that's why we pick up these, these fairly strange news pieces. Strange um, so even more sad news following on from the rise of the cost of beer from our last week's um, talk. Denny's restaurants, famously known for their late night burgers and curly fries, Um, only because they were one of the few food places in Auckland that are open 24-7. But no longer. Um, It's sad to say that uh, I've I've just found out this week that they are now going to be closing at 11pm.
0: Which I think for many of us is probably the worst time to be closing because i've barely even gotten out to town by 11 p.m for them just to go uh we're closed yeah yeah so depressingly um they have decided to reduce the hours no longer 24 7 um i don't know where i'm going to now get my eggs benny and you know crappy pancakes at well no i'm not saying crappy pancakes i'm saying you know good fair quality pancakes at uh, 2 a.m in the morning but yeah so i think it just shows (laughs) what's happening out there is that, um, unfortunately, even Denny's can't afford to keep open 24-7. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And I, um, I think that's just, again, another consequence of the recent times. Mm. And they tried to open 24-7 for as long as they could, but unfortunately, um, you know, it it's not just the restaurants. It's also the bars that are losing customers, that are late-night customers anyway. So, yeah, it, it was a dis- destination for people who went out to town, mm. had a bit of a party, and then got... The munchies afterwards for me when i lived in the city during my uni years that was the go-to because as a uni student you'd be up all night studying mm. you'd want a bit of fuel some comfort food anyway
0: comfort food i think that's the word we should be for yeah. to say we should be saying comfort food because yeah. we're gonna be getting a cease and desist from denny's
1: yeah <laughs> and unfortunately it's yeah no longer available 24 7 i remember the one in east auckland they stopped being 24 7 years ago because you know in it's all suburban. Um, they're not really surrounded by students or people who party. Mm. But the one that really stayed or tried to stay 24 7 was the one in town. Yeah. Um, rightly so, because that's where a lot of uh, yeah international that's students right and that's where a lot of the drunk people go, uh, partying people go anyway. Mm. I guess the only one
0: left is McDonald's Green Lane, uh, which is right next to us. Yeah, but then again, like, you know, I don't want crappy, I don't want McDonald's all the time. I, I yeah. want to get my feed on with like a nice decent plate with some you know scrambled eggs some bacon and some pancakes stacked on the side yeah denny's denny's is where i want to go for and that some, kind of stuff
1: and some good milkshakes as well oh, probably yeah. won't be like as healthy for you but oh like, never
0: never as healthy i don't think there's any yeah. way in the world and plus with
1: maccas that. you would have to drive from the city you know you to get pot- all the way you need a right? sober, you you would need a sober driver
0: which, who has one of those anymore? <laughs> yeah, uh, It's it's unfortunate, but I guess we'll have to start finding our feed on at somewhere else. Uh, maybe there's an opportunity here for us to open up a late night only oh, yeah. eatery. Instead of Denny's, we call it Denny's.
1: <laughs>
0: Daddy's. Denny's. Da- yeah, um, you know, yeah. and then we see where we take it from there. Um, yeah. I guess putting things back onto <laughs> what we actually run this podcast for. <laughs> um, there is still a fairy tale castle that is mm. still sitting there up for sale up in Auckland, uh, up in Epsom. Uh, it's 11 Castle Drive, which is so aptly named for the fact of there is a castle, right slap bang, in the middle of Auckland. I think I remember we were looking at this, uh, this maybe like...
1: Early this year, yeah. Very like early this year. Very early. Yeah, Keelan um, tried his best to convince our boss to buy this property um, so that we can make office.
0: yeah as a yeah. new head office. It does. How many units does it have inside? Uh, three units. Three units plus the main house, which is the actual castle. Yeah. So I mean, there's you know, there's a place for me to live. There's a place for me to you know get my own space. You know, I can live there. Um, I'm definitely keen on having my office in the top of the spire though, yep. just so I can look over all of Auckland. <laughs>
1: It's not that tall of a spy, anyway. <laughs>
0: nah, I can't look over that far. But, yeah, yeah. but, you know, if anybody has really got this um, itching to sell everything that they own and going buy a castle, you don't have to go to England to find one. Mm. You can find one right in your own backyard. Um, and to be honest, it does actually have some pretty nice views. I think probably your biggest cost here is gonna be the maintenance on a place like this.
1: Oh, it's a huge property in itself.
0: It's massive, it's like 3,000 square meters. Yeah. 2,591 square meters with the Mm. building being 875. The building itself is larger than my entire section in my property.
1: Yeah, nah, screw trying to maintain that. You're
0: gonna have to hire a full-time butler. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if you fill the, the three units, that can be a rental yield. That can pay for that cleaning. It can pay for the one butler.
0: <laughs> it can pay for the one butler to come yeah. and service this place.
1: But like, as we mentioned, you you know, it, this was for sale early this year and it looks like it was passed on to another agent. So the previous agent didn't sell it or gave up on it.
0: It looks like it's had a bit of change of hands. It looks like it's been um, a bit of a stickler to try and sell. But um, I mean, if you can find somebody who's really after owning their own it's from the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, eighteen sixties. This was built.
1: It's very. Uh, it's a novelty type of.
0: Property. It's a very novelty type of thing, and I think that's probably the big issue, right? Where where it's not selling is because you can't bulldoze this. You can't take the section. You can't. Yeah, a heritage it. building. It's a heritage building, right? And I mean, rightly so, because if you tried to try and take, you know, try to put ahead of this building, there's so many people on you, and a heartbeat stopping you from trying to take this place down. Yeah. But. If you're out there and you're like, you know what, I've got some cash to splash.
1: Um, What was the, um, it's by negotiation, but you. No,
0: I think it was somewhere around the five to six million mark for it. And I mean, if you want uh, about 18, 180,000 per annum rental, you know, that might be doable. But um, for us, though, I don't think I could do anything other than just live in the one of the units. Look at it. There's 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 like moss growing on half of the the towers. So obviously, it's very hard to get somebody up that high to clean. It's it's not easy. I honestly feel like you should just get like a cannon and just put it on the roof and just shoot fireworks.
1: Yeah, you need you need a scissor lift and a really powerful, a big um, one of that. Yeah.
0: You know, if you want to have some historical house that looks like it's got some beautiful historic ceilings and um, it looks like even the previous tenants had been living in there and doing quite well for themselves, there's still definitely room for you to moving with all your friends, all 10 bedrooms to yeah. it as well. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, Castle for Sale, slap bang in the middle of Auckland, get your hands on a bargain at five hundred and ninety one square metres and enough internal land, uh, bedroom space to never see your friends again. <laughs>
1: Um, Um, and if you do end up buying it please let us know we would love to visit I would love to visit I'd love to do
0: just like an an actual episode filmed and recorded inside that would be really cool that would be really Uh, cool if
1: the even if the owners now invite us over and record
0: you know free marketing we, we, I'm sure we'd be happy to help out yeah yeah, yeah we'd love to yeah. um now on the other side of the spectrum um still a pricey building but I can't even see where they're coming up with the money on this one a point chev house uh and and uh the article is named it a dump i want to agree <laughs> to that um is going for sale for 2.3 million. And by a dump, I think they've picked the best word out there to describe this place. I think it is nothing short of just an absolute trash heap. Yeah, I I don't think anyone's actually
1: living in this house currently. Even if they, if they are, then there's it's breaking some you know some living codes at least. Some kind of health code here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So this uh, so Point Chev is uh, central Auckland. So that's probably why it's also hiking up the price so much. And they're basing the the value by its neighboring houses.
0: Which are all well-maintained, livable houses.
1: Yeah, this is one of those situations where one house is not well-maintained mm-hmm. and it really sticks out like a sore thumb sure on does. the street, especially central Auckland. Yeah, yeah, so everything, the
0: roof looks really rusted away. I don't think that's a roof anymore. I think yeah. that's just... That's just- rust yeah the it's garden is overgrown
1: inside it looks like it's molded everywhere too it's oh, definitely man.
0: not it's all original wood fittings as well so all yeah. the sealants on all the windows will not be there so if you tried to live in there right now in the middle of winter yeah
1: you'd freeze well, there's a photo
0: here in um from one roof
1: that's where the article's from yeah it looks vacant but there's a piano
0: oh <laughs> well, good to know with my 2.3 million dollar home i get a piano yeah um but yeah so it certainly looks like they've definitely got some um I think it's. I think there's really, at this point, you're disregarding the fact that you're buying a house. You're just buying land. You're buying land. You're yeah, buying and land. That's, that's
1: probably another great reason why it's priced at this much because the, the land itself is um, almost 700 square meters. Mm. So it's fairly rectangular mm. and it's fairly flat. Um, it's not any flood zones or anything. So it is very developable. It's very easy to just knock this current house
0: down and put some more units into it this this rusty shack down and there you go but yeah so that's i think i think basically the way that this house has been priced is forget that there is a house yeah how much is the land worth and um, i think that's basically what they've done they have gone, you know what this house is not worth what it is we're just going to quote it for the land you can come in do whatever the hell you want the land is basically it that's basically what you're getting um and and you can even tell from the neighbors across the street there is like this brand new developed um You know, massive house on the other side of the road. And you've just got this such a stark comparison. This is brand new, probably built in the last two years. And you've got this thing here from. The original title of the land
1: goes back to 1912.
0: Yeah. So, and then it looks like um, even the ownership of the property hasn't changed from the 1990s. So, for at the very least 25, 30 years, this Mm. house has sat there under one person and not very well taken care of. So they've just given
1: up on it. Speaking on another property, potentially for sale, potentially for you, if you love Bitcoin, if you don't care about the uh, Bitcoin market crashing. I love it, but in a different way. Yeah, in a a different (laughs) way. I'm not too into it. I don't trust it too much for obvious reasons. But there is a house for sale in South Auckland. It's a pretty special one, Keelan. They're accepting Bitcoin
0: which I think um, it's a very interesting approach to taking offers on a property, right? So basically what it looks like is the property is going to auction by normal means, um, normal cash auction. But then what happens is is that you can offer to buy the property with Bitcoin being your currency, right? So um, for those that don't know, Bitcoin at the moment has kind of reached an all-time low. Uh, It's at 57% of what it was in the prior year. Oh, a so, big drop. so we're only sitting at about $32,000 now for a Bitcoin, which sounds like a lot, but then you compare it to what people were paying last year, which was up in the 60s and the 70s, this is really rough. There are a lot of companies out there that were banking on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and at the moment, that market has entirely crashed. So I think what these guys are doing is, is that they're kind of hoping to cash in on the fact that Bitcoin is at an all-time low. I think it's a, really, it's a basic um concept that you should buy things when they're cheap and then you sell them when you're higher right because that's where you make your money and i think that's what they're hoping here they're basically hoping to trade one form of investing for another um, now they say that they're doing it for the kids i it could be for themselves in all reality or they could just be doing it to set up their families um i think from the advertisement it looks like he's got about the guy's got about six kids so <laughs> the more that he can get for this house the more he can help his own kids.
1: Will the kids even understand what this Bitcoin is though?
0: Oh, who knows? They could be all over it. I myself am not a huge cryptocurrency nut. I prefer to stick with my more traditional ones. Yeah, so I think what they're trying to hope is is that by getting it now while it's so cheap, Bitcoin, by selling the property off now while the market is in where it is, Mm. selling it for the price that they can, and switching it over for Bitcoin, which is already at a, a, what is hopefully the all-time low for it. What's going to happen next is it, once that recovers, being how volatile uh, Bitcoin is, so being how likely it is to just change, mm. that their you know their currency is going to be worth their Bitcoin is going to be worth so much more than the house is in a very short period of time.
1: Yeah, but That's again, they'll probably have to play the patience game as well because, like you said, it's probably on the. This- a the lowest point. The other thing is can it go, will it Yeah, go will it go back up or will it go, you know, surpass what it was worth
0: yep. at its peak? So to be honest, if you're somebody who's now come out of being in Bitcoin and other forms of current, uh, you know, investing in this cryptocurrency, crypto markets, and you've gone, man, I do not feel secure about my investments. Switching it out for a house may be the best secure investment that you've made for yourself. This is not financial advice. Please <laughs> just, just take that as a point. This is just one person's perspective is that if I was in that with something where there isn't anything physical tied against it, but I could switch that now for a physical object that's mm. going to maintain value. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. So somebody out there who's like, you know what? I'm done with Bitcoin and you think you have a lot of it and enough to buy a house. This may be something that's really tempting to you. So they're they're taking a more risky approach by switching over their money into Bitcoin, right? Yeah. They're hoping that because of the more risk there is, is that they'll make more money off it. But for somebody who's looking at buying it, they may think this is a great way to them to diversify Mm. or to actually end up securing themselves better and having a, a more spread out portfolio, which is great. And the home looks to be in relatively good shape. It's a nice brick and tile home, decent sized. Um, it looks internally, it looks like very well structured with some um, relative, you know, walling and insulation. Um, and the, however, it does look like the bathrooms and the kitchens could do with a bit of a refresh. Just a bit of work, yeah. But if that's like your most, that's like what, maybe 10 grand to go buy a Bunnings kit set kitchen? That's one
1: whole Bitcoin.
0: That's one bit. That's, that's, <laughs> well, I mean, so you could get three whole kitchens for one Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, if you think everything in that way, you know, a cup yeah. of coffee, that's one. Hundreds thousandths, of a bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. At that point, you know, it was six hundred thousand. But I, yes. I really
1: want to know if this does sell for Bitcoin because for New Zealand, New Zealand, it'll first. be the first one. Yeah, first Bitcoin house ever.
0: And I mean, I really want to see whether or not after this goes, what happens with Bitcoin. I oh, want yeah. to watch Bitcoin not for myself. I want to watch it for the fact of these guys. I want to see if their eight hundred k property does get them more than enough that in Bitcoin or if they've now just given away a house for free.
1: Imagine if people start selling photos of houses as NFTs. <laughs> let's not go back. Yeah, let's not go down the <laughs> rabbit hole.
0: Um, I do think there is actually, there, I think there is actually like a little <laughs> cryptocurrency game of that, where it's where you buy and trade properties, digital versions of properties. Oh dear.
1: Um, no, to, that's that's not, uh, that's another podcast. I'm, I'm not, not into it. I'm not going
0: to at that. No, 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 no. But yeah, yeah so we'll, we'll be watching this. The auction is on the 19th of July. If you are super interested, they are still accepting cash offers. Cash is still, you know, more than Oh, the normal accepted. way of paying. Yeah, for yeah, us. yeah of course, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah, but they will also accept Bitcoin. So if you've got some coins laying around, they've appreciated a lot. Maybe you should get yourself a house. <laughs> maybe you should get yourself a house.
1: <laughs> maybe. Anyway. Just a side note, Keelan, I watched Thor Love and Thunder on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. It was great. It was really fun. I think... How did Taika Waititi do? I don't know. I think it's, uh, in a way, it'll be on par with Thor Ragnarok. And that's the first Marvel movie he ever um, directed. But I think this one had slightly better, I would say, character Mm -hmm. arcs, um, character-wise. But what I really wanted to talk about was the movie-going experience is obviously a thing that people missed yes. during COVID. Yep. And everyone became stuck at home. Mm. So streaming services blew up. Hell yeah, they did. Yeah, yep. they did. Yeah, they did. Uh, but now that people are out and about, the, the blockbuster movies are coming coming back. The movie industry versus the streaming industry. So just to put some hard numbers in front of you guys, Thor Love and Thunder, the budget for it was $250 million. um, And the global opening, and now just remember, it only opened on Wednesday mm. so it's only been three full days for three us full days. Um, yeah. and it's already gotten 300 million dollars good on them so for three days that's 100 million dollars a day basically
0: they've already made they are already broken even plus profit
1: yeah exactly so good on them if we're comparing that with the you know the streaming giant Netflix mm. for example they currently if if Google is correct, um, they make most of their money from their subscribers. So Mm. they've got around 221 million subscribers worldwide. And the most you can pay for a Netflix account is $20 US. So if my calculations are right, per month, they're making $4.4 billion. I could do with that.
0: I could do with $4 billion
1: in my pocket every month. So if we're trying to compare one Marvel movie, let's say, to a month's worth of Netflix. It's not
0: very comparable. No, it's like it's like a drop of water into a into the ocean kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. more like a bucket. Yeah, into and bucket.
1: this 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 topic actually is our
0: wow. What? That's a lot of millions. That's it. That's a lot of millions. <laughs> actually, that's actually to billions. It's billions. It's
1: billions this time, guys. Yeah. One interesting part of it is, as well is the popularity for let's say per show. Yeah. So we've been talking about Stranger Things lately because it, yes. you, know, it, you know season four just finished Mm-mm-mm. and it's it broke. we both. It's- broke really netflix and in, yeah. it was great and we both really enjoyed it so in terms of popularity between season three and season four mm. was probably around three years
0: has it been about that long? yeah so th- oh, th- right. that's the
1: thing i forgot because that's that it seems like the netflix model is to because they're making so much money per month they're hiring creators to just make something a lot of the goods uh tv series that they're they're creating is a lot of movies. It's mm. just like a one-off. Okay. For example, a really good series that I loved was Mindhunter.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah,
1: yes, yes, yes. and everyone loved it. Yep, but it was only one yep. season.
0: Did they drop every episode at once? I can't remember. They did. They did.
1: Yeah. So that again, so another Netflix model is to drop all mm. of the episodes, hence the binge watching. Um, but if we're if we're going to pair it with the movie industry, you know they spend about a year or two years from start to finish. Yeah. So the previous Marvel movie before Thor was Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. And that made 1.9 billion US. Again, it's still
0: not comparing to Netflix per month. It's still not stacking up. No. Right? It takes them two years to make one movie and then they still only make like 1.8 billion.
1: So uh, for example, one episode of Stranger Things is Mm. around
0: $30 million costing. So if you cost you about $30 million to make one episode, but you can keep somebody hooked on for two months, mm. and you can keep all two million people hooked on for two months to wait out the episodes, you're going to rake in about, uh, about $8 billion. But then the thing is, is that from a per-person perspective, it is cheaper to go to the movies because you pay for one ticket and you go once. Yep. But then with Netflix, you have to pay yep. per, per month. Right, you pay the twenty-five dollars, New Zealand, for example, per month. Yeah, I think we also have to take into account the amount of content they're having
1: to produce because they do want to keep their subscribers subscribed.
0: Yes. Right. And if you don't, if you're not interested,
1: yeah, you're out. Yeah. And that's probably causing a lot of the decline in um, in show interests. Like I said, we we totally forgot how long between season three and season four of
0: Strange Things things. things. because.
1: There's just, there's, they're putting out so much content that you're just yep. forgetting about the other ones.
0: Yeah, every week there's something new. But like with Netflix, for example, they're actually not doing so hot at the moment.
1: No, they've lost a lot recently. Because there's so
0: much competition out there, right? Yeah. Like, um, for example, when you're talking about in, in the movie space again, Marvel's the only one that's really doing superhero movies. There is the DC stuff, but it doesn't compete. No. it's not. It's not on the same level. No. Unfortunately, but you know, there's no real competition when it comes to Marvel. So they're entirely in that space. They're always going to have enough viewers. Yeah, um, Disney Plus is definitely gonna. Is, it's uh, definitely really, crushing the way.
1: Yeah, at the for moment. superhero movies. Yeah. yeah,
0: and and Netflix is just not, not able to keep up under its current model, right? Being that it dumps everything at one go. Yeah, um, it's really hard for you to then want to continue to watch and use that service afterwards, mm. right? But Disney Plus has got that different approach. They do one episode a week. Yeah, um, and they generate all that hype that comes with it every week. Mm. And then they drop another episode and everybody's still hyped on for another week. Yeah, So it's like back when they started doing like the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and these other Star Wars ones, they did one episode a week, right? And then that's all you would hear on the internet every week is... Oh, did you watch the recap? Oh, did you, did you yeah, watch the Yeah, reaction
1: videos and theories for the next episodes and yeah. things like that.
0: And it kept people hooked for months and months yeah. and months because these would be like 10 episode seasons, right? So that's at least two and a half months yeah. of content right there. But then when Netflix finally decided with Stranger Things to drop out the first eight, eight. seven, yep. seven episodes, oh, the first eight episodes. Yeah. And then they had to delay the other two because they literally hadn't finished making them. Yeah, <laughs> It was the best thing for them to do yeah. because it left everyone else cooking for those last two episodes mm. to really rake it in and get all these people to sign up and catch up to then have this massive final showdown that broke literally broke their servers. Yeah. They couldn't handle the amount of people trying to watch the episodes at once. Mm. So maybe that's what they need to do yeah. um, to try and keep up with everything. Yeah.
1: And the thing is the movie going experience, people will never stop going to the movies. If it's like a big blockbuster. You, you know, just can't if,
0: get the same experience at home.
1: No, no one's got a massive cinema at home.
0: Not unless no. you're living in yeah. you know, Fairy Tale Castle.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> the, I think also the amount of hype they put into their marketing, all the trailers that come out, mm. um, and they you know, they start advertising these things well in advance. Oh yeah. You know, months in advance. Whereas in Netflix, the only way to really know when things are coming out is if you search for it. Or it, you it's know, it goes on their into actual their app. Yeah, coming actually, next week or something like that.
0: Yeah. I um, mean, with Top Gun Maverick. When mm. that came out, or one, when that was leading up to it, it was in cinemas. It was on Facebook. It was on all your yeah, social media platforms. It was everywhere. There were printouts of Tom Cruise, actual size, in mm. like every place you could think of. Which yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to see Tom Cruise because of his height, but <laughs> y- you know, but you get well, my I point. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, maybe they gave him some platform shoes, but I'm pretty sure he was still on the shorter end of 5.6. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 5.6. Yeah.
1: And I think that's really the difference between the movie industry and the streaming services is the amount of money and effort they spend on their campaigns. Mm. Like, for example, I didn't even know that uh, Umbrella Academy dropped their season until I saw it, it was ready to go. Well, again, I forgot about it. You know, streaming services are all competing with each other. Mm. And I guess, yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of popularity, the big blockbusters are always going to win um, it doesn't necessarily look like it in, uh, for the numbers um, with that four point four billion dollars
0: per month um, with Netflix, and I think we had the same kind of um, you know where's the competition at back when it Blockbuster was running running the show when it came to how you rented out your movies right, and yep. Netflix came onto the scene. Being back then, you know, internet wasn't super amazing, so it was more of a home delivery service. As that Blockbuster just they just kind of left things as it was, and they never really tried to compete. And next thing you know, they didn't exist yeah. anymore. They were yeah. gone. They were gone. Cause they weren't, they didn't, you know, keep active. They didn't keep up with what was going on in the market. Mm. And so, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the case now is that maybe some people are choosing the more convenience that comes with being at home from a streaming service, right? So maybe you'll start to see numbers drop a little bit in the cinemas. But there are still always gonna be those people who are Wanting to get out and go see the cinemas. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, it, it's I think also it's, a social event. It's a social event. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's turned less about this is how I have to go see new movies now into yeah. this is how I get out with my friends mm. and socialize, which and, I think is great. <laughs> yeah.
1: And one other thing too is like the amount of streaming services out there, they're all competing for the intellectual properties. Yeah. You know, like we so said before up, yeah. with um, with Disney Plus, they obviously own Marvel mm. and they own all the Star Wars series,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Pixar all of that and no other streaming service can
0: take it. No, they can't watch any of their other stuff. Yeah. It's so, so, you know, they have to start coming up with their own creative IPs Mm. or they have to start going out and finding new ones for shows that nobody really asked for.
1: Yeah, and you talked about earlier today, how Paramount Plus is now there. So Paramount Paramount is a production company, primarily in for big movies, but now they've come up with their own streaming service. But really what, who asked for that yeah who are they, who, yeah. who asked who are they for going that? to get hooked into their um their
0: ips they don't have any popular it's very selective yeah it's very selective ones there's none of the major ones there's none of the big ones by today's standards but that for example you know that's just showing that these guys are going to try anything once and yeah. and it may just be that it ends up shutting down um relatively quickly i think there was a streaming service that did it popped up for like a week and then had to shut down quickly. Something like that. I eh? tried to start up and then it just didn't go anywhere because yeah. it didn't have anything good. So it just closed. <laughs> they yeah. just said, nah, we give up.
1: But anyway, that is a lot of millions. $4.4 billion per month. Mm. Holy crap. Ugh. I can't even fathom how much
0: money that would be. Uh, uh, a lot more than we're probably going to see in our lifetimes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. Um, but I also just wanted to say, mm. episode 10. Anthony, this is yes. been ten episodes now that we have sat here and um, spend our time recording, um, and you've spent your time editing, editing. <laughs> <laughs> all of this, all this content that we speak of. Um, so yeah, I just want to say good on us for making it to ten episodes. Ten um, whole weeks. Ten whole weeks of this, and hopefully we can do another ten more, and then another ten more. Hopefully, see how we do. Yeah. See if you get sick of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: let's end today's show with. Maybe a little bit more travel news, actually. Mm. Um, so we've talked about Queenstown quite a bit because that's the number one winter's uh, you know destination for New Zealand. Uh, one News has released this article where they're saying the the Shot Over Jet, that's the name of the company, mm. they're famous for the speedboats speeding through the rivers of Queenstown. And that was a big attraction.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, speedboats just racing through the valleys. Amazing experience. Um, now they've announced that they... Uh, They wanted to go into the whole greener side of things Mm. and has um, created a prototype of a fully electric speedboat. So, yeah, I'm a bit skeptical about this because obviously a jet engine, a petrol jet engine Mm. is going to be more powerful than an electric one.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of my engineering mates out there who are going to tear me a new one for talking on this without, (laughs) without, you know being actually qualified in this field. Um, but you know- No, but the, we're right though, I
1: think. Uh, oh, you think we're right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay we'll be right. Eng- you don't need an engineering Who needs engineering, an engineering no. degree
0: to be right about an electrical engineering <laughs> stuff? Um, so I mean, like the thing with electrical is that they don't need any um, acceleration to reach their top torque. They can just go fully straight into it. So I mean, this thing can definitely pump out straight away, which is great. I don't know about you, but when I ran these things, hearing the fact that the engine behind me ripping it and tearing it as it oh, flies that, through the water that adds to the experience that adds to the experience yep that adds to it it just makes you kind of really understand just how fast you're going and how scary the ride can be and how scary and exhilarating it is yeah exactly so you know if i'm in this boat and, and all i just hear is silence from this engine as it pushes me through the water i'm not going to feel that same excitement now um i think there is some i think some companies out there with their electric cars have picked up on this point and so instead what they're doing is, is they're adding spe- oh, sound noises that yes. make fake engine oh my noises gosh. which i mean I'm kind of on board with, I mean, if it gets me green, but you know, it's an interesting noise to go with it. But yeah, so, you know, it looks like the whole of um, these companies down here are really starting to adjust to the fact that, you know, New Zealand does need to go green. We need to start taking more reliance off this petrol and fossil fuel reliance and start pushing it more into electric and other forms of renewable energy. Only thing I wonder then is where is this renewable energy coming from? You know, uh, a large portion of New Zealand is still done through fossil fuels. You know, we have got electric generators and turbines and stuff, but then it's like, well, what about the rest of it? (laughs) Where does the rest of it come from? Are we just not simply just turning the petrol into just a different form of power to then use that to power everything? You know, does that kind of defeat the whole point? And again, this is still a
1: prototype, so they're do still doing a lot of testing.
0: Um,
1: I think they want to make this effective by 2035, apparently, is what it says here. That's a long time ago. Yeah, it's, it's, it's over 10 years. Um, who knows, it's electric jet
0: boat. Electric jet boating. Um, it may be the future. Um, I guess we'll have to try and see if we can find out and go on a test drive with them.
1: <laughs> yes, please invite us.
0: Yeah, please invite us. Yeah. If anybody from down there Wants to <laughs> hook us up. We, we'd love a ride. Hook us up, please. Please? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great.
1: Yeah. But let's end on it's very cold right now,
0: mm-hmm. Keelan.
1: Very cold. Um, and it's been raining basically all Non-stop. day. Nonstop. Yep. Yeah. Um, now, stuff.co.nz has come up with an article um, asking the question how are we meant to dry our clothes if it's raining outside? Inside's are no,
0: a no go because obviously it's. Gonna be damp inside? See, I didn't know about the inside there's a no-go because that's how I do my chlorist really? in winter.
1: Oh no. I tried that once when I was at uni and yeah, the walls where I put my clothes to dry started growing
0: mold. Are you sure you just went in a cheap house? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Oh that's a concern. All right. Yeah. Um well um, yeah, this is this is new to me to be honest. Um to be honest, if it if it's not the dryer when I'm trying to save money, um it's definitely just hanging them up on the clothes rack inside. And,
1: and they're saying that, um, you know, obviously dryers aren't overly great with uh, being environmentally friendly. And Correct. it does cost yeah. quite a bit of yeah, power usage. Yeah, they're not
0: cheap. Because yeah. they run for like an hour and a half straight pumping out
1: heat. Exactly. And you're trying to do this weekly. And if you're in a household
0: with, with, multiple a, with family,
1: yeah. you know, it's going to be on a lot.
0: A lot of the time in winter. Yeah. Um, so then what, what, what's the what's the workaround here, Anthony? How, how do we dry our Well, clothes? the workaround
1: for me at the moment is uh, my wife and I go to the laundromat. Because ah,
0: So you pay somebody else to <laughs> yes. let you use their power. Right. Yes. Well, it's
1: very cheap. It's, uh, it's about $1.50 per um, half an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so not bad. So three bucks an hour. Yeah, that's not Easy. bad. You know, and, and they're, they're big machines at these laundromats. Oh, yeah, they're
0: all industrial, eh? Yeah, yeah. So you can massive. chuck in two
1: loads and you'll be good. You just walk around for an hour, come back. Are you never worried about your clothes getting nicked? No. No? Well, the general rule is you put your basket in front of it. And the thing is, it's on, right?
0: Oh, yeah, true, yeah. true, true, true. I mean, that's your solution. What about everyone else's? I mean, my solution is, is that I might have to just get lucky with the weather one day and leave my door open for a wee while. Um, but what about an actual solution? Um, so I mean, yeah, dryers are one. Going out and using somebody else's dryer or paying for a drying at a laundromat, that's your other way to do it. Um, and it looks like another solution looks to me that you have to find a way to have your clothes in a ventilated space Mm. so that it can dissipate out might have to keep it in a different part of the house which doesn't get into the rest of the place not an open space because otherwise you're going to freeze yourself out
1: well one suggestion could be if you have enough space in your laundry room you could just hang the clothes there because at least it's a separate yeah, so you know, in a separate s- separate yep.
0: laundromat, and then have the door open a little bit for yeah, airing yeah. on that. So
1: this article is this article is also su- suggesting you chuck it under your heat pump. So at least when you're inside trying to heat up your home, or um, if you've got a, a heater like an oil heater, mm. you could chuck your clothes next to that. So at least it's doing you know it's two, two birds one stone.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so the solution then is to use a uh, Dryer, which covers more of the house, basically. Yes. Yeah. So if you can do an open yeah. dryer, that'd be mm. the best way to do it. um But yeah, so it definitely looks like winter. The winter months are definitely need to be something that we need to think a little bit more on. Instead of we yeah. don't want, we don't want people to get sick. We don't want mold and damp houses. I actually think ANZ can sell you little. I think they're called they're the little moisture rams. Oh. So these these I'm not quite sure if it's an actual thing or not. But what it is, it's this little little ram, and he's got. He's got like color coding fabric and and horns and stuff. And so what happens is is when he's in a house that's too damp, his horns will stretch out. Oh wow. Because there's so much moisture in the air. And then when he gets really dry and dries out, his horns will curl back. Mm. And then it's the same with his fabric. When he gets too cold, he changes oh. color so that, it's just like an indicator it's kind of like an indicator it's like a creative way to indicate yeah. what your house is at right so i think it really helps for kids and stuff like that. help to tell when the house is too cold for them and mm. stuff like that because for some people you know we just don't feel the cold right i know some days my flatmates will be in like hoodies and trousers and you know <laughs> wrapped up in a blanket and stuff like that, and i'll just be there in my in my shorts and a t-shirt and i'll just be like yeah, yeah. cool i'm good <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so those are a few uh tips and tricks if you are struggling to, um, you know, dry your clothes in a, on a rainy
0: winter's month? Just um, definitely be mindful. I think is probably the one yeah. thing to pick up from this is that yeah, just because you you're drying your clothes inside, it doesn't mean that water is just going to magically disappear, right? Yeah, it has to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and in most cases, it may just be right into your walls.
1: Yeah, so just just be careful. And you know, this podcast is called Keeping Your House Warm. So if you've got a really warm house with a heat pump or some sort of heating. Almost um,
0: everybody should have a heat everyone pump by should. now. By <laughs> yeah. now, everyone should have an heat pump in their house. Yeah. If you're renting and your house doesn't have a heat pump, mm. call up your landlord. He should be giving you all the heat pump. Yeah. Council requirements now. Give yourself a heat yeah. pump. Um, but if you do have any more
1: tips and tricks, please, we would love to know because it is really cold and I don't have...
0: Um, I'd love to hear people's creative ways and how they're oh, yeah. drying their clothes. Like, yeah, definitely. I don't know, like hanging it above... Your car, while mm. your car's running inside. Or we stick like. our towels into the hot water cylinder cupboard. Yep, there you go. Easy. That's how you dry those. Yep, mm. cool. I know some guys that used to, I think it's a custom in some countries where you go, if you want to steam steam your clothes to like, you know, steam them crease free, you'll hang them in the same room as your shower. And when you go to shower, the steam from the shower helps to steam the clothes. So then you know you can do two birds one stone with that. Um, so, you know so there's plenty of creative ways. Yeah. Um I'd like to hear them. So please yeah, let same. us know. Yes, let us
1: know. Um so you can email us at keepingyourhousewarm.co.nz. Mm. So from last week's episode we
0: actually got an email.
1: Keelan, that's pretty good.
0: That's good to hear. Fin- yeah, fin- yeah. Finally one person has reached out to us. Yes, like, we're getting
1: there. We're, we're starting. getting. There. Um, so we're so this one's be from Yeah, so this one's from Nina. Uh, she says so nice to hear Uplifting content around the housing market in New Zealand and other general info. Smiley face. Uh, breath of fair share, Keep it up. Thanks, Nina. Thanks Thank for you we, for listening. You know, we're actually getting um, we're actually getting some good comments um, and you know making a difference. in mm. our small little community, I Corner guess. Corner of the world. Yeah, yeah. So people are listening. Thank you. And I know for a fact that um, my cousins over in Australia have been listening and my auntie did give me a pretty good uh, review. Um, <laughs> thanks guys. You, she didn't
0: give you flack for that?
1: No, no. She said I was a voice of reason with the um, whole ethics uh, fight oh, yes. with, with Queen and Prince oh, of Property yes, in New the Zealand. the Queen and
0: Prince. If you haven't seen that episode, please make sure you yeah, go back and would, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But anyway, we are doing good work, Keelan. This is the 10th week. Mm. Um, we're going to keep going. Oh, I'm not giving up any time soon. No. because It's also a nice little break from our usual work as well. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Let us know, guys. I'll drop the email link
0: in the description. Mm. But otherwise, um, any plans this weekend? I'm thinking I might have to go see Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. I think I might have to go see Thor. Mm. And I think after today, it's Thor day. Thor day. Thor day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got
1: uh, my best mate's wedding to go to and I've got a lot of uh, best man duties to mm. do. Good luck So I'm with a busy that. man this weekend. Yeah, good yeah, luck. Yeah, I'm gonna put out some fires if anything's come up. <laughs> Anyone goes for an objection, I will have, have like to a, sit them
0: down. we got like a little, uh, in case of emergency, like backpacker or fanny pack or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, yeah. in case of overly drunk <laughs> groom, you've got like a little coffee shot or oh, something I'll be that. slapping the, yeah, the slapping wine off him. Them. <laughs> Take him yeah, down.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, have a good week, guys. Thank you very yeah. much for listening.
0: Cheers. See ya.